Hello, and welcome to the Parents as Learning Coaches edition of the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. Parents and caregivers play many different roles, and even sometimes conflicting roles, as they support children's development. The pandemic has shown a light on the importance of parents supporting learners. In this podcast, I'll share my experiences as a teacher, educator, parent, grandparent, and continuous learner that can support your coaching efforts. Supporting learning from experiences, briefing and debriefing. You've probably heard the adage, experience is the best teacher. I suggest that that's not necessarily so. I describe that experience with a mentor is the best teacher. You see, a mentor often assists in learning the most from the experiences we've had. Educators frequently explore experiential learning approaches for students. Experiential learning is often defined as a hands-on, collaborative, and reflective learning experience. It helps students to fully learn new skills and knowledge. While learning content is important, learning from the process is at the heart of experiential learning. During the experience, students engage in content, engage the instructor, engage with each other, as well as self-reflect and apply what they have learned to another situation. As parents or caregivers, you may create some opportunities for experiential learning. However, the day-to-day occurrences in your child's life give lots of opportunities for learning from their experiences. How might you maximize your child's learning from those life experiences? Learning is increased when we take a conscious look at an experience. Tom Gordon described a learning process where we are at times unconsciously unskilled, at times consciously unskilled, at other times consciously skilled, and sometimes unconsciously skilled. When we're unconsciously unskilled, we don't know that we don't know, or we don't know what we don't know. When we're consciously unskilled, we now know and are aware of the fact that we don't have the knowledge or skill that we need. When we're consciously skilled, we're implementing a new skill, uh, implementing new knowledge, but we can only do it with a conscious focus. And then at that last step, we become unconsciously skilled when we can perform a skill with automaticity unconsciously carry it out. We can find an example of these stages in a teenager learning to drive a car. Initially, they are unconsciously unskilled. They don't know what they don't know about driving. It looks easy. I I watch my parents do it. They become consciously unskilled the first time they try to figure out how to pull out into traffic. They're consciously skilled when they're practicing parallel parking using the step-by-step process 
that someone has taught or explained to them. And they reach that level of being unconsciously skilled when they can check the traffic behind them, aside of them, and in front of them before pulling out into a road without having to consciously think about checking each of those spots. We can assist or mentor a young person in learning in two different ways that I describe as briefing and debriefing. Briefing occurs when we can stop and consider an upcoming experience and predict what might or could happen and how we might possibly respond to what we've predicted could happen. Briefing can create a conscious practice opportunity for the learner during the experience. Consider a young child going away on their first overnight school trip. While packing, a briefing discussion may occur about what one might experience on such a trip. The topic of feeling homesick might arise. So if I did feel homesick on the trip, what might I do? Uh, I could think about what I'm going to tell mom and dad when I get home from the trip. Or I might pack a favorite book and having that book will make me feel connected to being at home as I read it. During the experience, using the planned strategy can build knowledge and confidence for the youngster. Similarly, your teenager may be trying out for a part in a school play. Consider the discussion that might occur the night before. What strategies might be identified to respond to any predicted occurrences? Now let's take a look at debriefing. Debriefing occurs after an experience, and it can be explored with these questions. What happened? What's important? So what? And now what? The first two questions can go together. Recalling what happened and then analyzing the experience. What were you aware of during the experience? And as you analyze your reflections, what connections between events, discoveries, and emotions might emerge? Perhaps your youngster on that overnight trip recalls that they really had fun at the environmental center all day long, and they didn't really feel homesick until it was lights out time that evening. That may lead to the so what question. So what was an important discovery? In this case, the child might share that while being away from home is a little scary and lonely, the trip really was overall lots of fun. That might lead us then to the now what question. Now what might be that the next time I'm feeling homesick like that, I'm going to think about what was the best part of the day and think about what the next day might be like. Consider your teenager trying out for that school play. 
in the debrief, they might share how terribly nervous they were at tryout time. And they might identify that they're afraid that the nervousness interfered with their performance. The debriefing might lead to identifying the need to find some mindfulness strategies that can be used to relax or focus when feeling that kind of nervousness. In the future, discussing those mindfulness strategies might be part of a briefing conversation before an upcoming experience where that nervousness can be predicted. As you facilitate your child's reflection in briefing and debriefing, you are teaching and modeling for them a reflection process that they can use on their own to continue learning from their life experiences. Take some time to do some briefing and debriefing on your own. Consider the questions you'd ask yourself to brief an upcoming briefing or debriefing conversation that you're going to have with your youngster. After you have the conversation, have a debriefing reflection with yourself. Do celebrate continued learning. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening in, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Barkley or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barkleypd.com.